Hey guys, Scott here from Pop Culture. I just want to preface this episode before we begin. Uh, Jason, Monica, and I recorded this episode late one night um, the other week uh, after we all sort of had a remote viewing of the movie Head which we're about to tell you about. So we refer to um, watching it together and we also refer to a reaction video that I'm currently in the process of editing where the three of us watch the movie, but mainly Monica, considering she'd never seen it before and it's a bit of a spin out. So uh, that video is coming soon and we will tell you more about it later. So uh, we refer to it and stuff like that, but the video is not up yet. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys. Actually, yes, we were act actually, I don't know what we are anymore after watching this film. The film being Head. To infinity and beyond. Hey, the world. From the king of the world. No There's no flying in baseball. Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Let me mention, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dad? Frankly, right here, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. You know we love to please A manufactured image with no philosophies We hope you like our story, although there isn't one That is to say there's many, that way there is more fun You've told us you like action and games of many kinds You like to dance, we like to sing, so let's all lose our minds We know it doesn't matter, cause what you came to see Is what we'd love to give you, and give it one, two, three But it may come three, two, one, two, or jump from nine to five And when you see the end in sight, the beginning may arrive For those who look for meanings, in form as they do fact We might tell you one thing, but we'd only take it back. Not back like in a box back, not back like in a race, not back so we can keep it, but back in time and space. You say we're manufactured, to that we all agree. So make your choice and we'll rejoice in never being free. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys, we've said it all before. The money's in, we're made of tin, we're here to give you more. The money's in, we're made of tin, we're here to give you... Welcome everybody to Pop Culture, I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And we're coming to you... Uh, later in the evening, so for we just literally watched the movie Head together, uh, separately, but together. Uh, it was, um, this is a film that is, it, we're doing it as part of our cult classics thing. And uh, Jason showed me this movie a while ago. I would have been like 18, I think, 17, 18. And I've seen it. <laughs> this is, I think this is like the third or maybe the fourth time I've actually watched it. But this was the first time. <laughs> Monica has experienced head. And I don't think a lot of people have. It's definitely a cult classic, but I don't think it's sort of one of those ones that a lot of people would know about. Not at all. Um, I'll, I'll give a background. First of all, we have to recognise before you watch this film, if you haven't seen it before, is you have to think about the monkeys and what the monkeys were. So the monkeys were a manufactured... Uh, television show basically leapfrogged off the Beatles and so television producers thought hey we need to make something about the Beatles but an American version of it and so they decided to create probably the very first manufactured band 
and they had their own albums and they were more successful than they realized. Um, then eventually it sort of moved beyond just the television show and they created music themselves. So the band decided to sort of try and rid the shackles of who they were and what was being manufactured. So we all know uh, Daydream, Believer and um, what's the other big songs, uh, Last Train to Clarksville and so yeah. on. I'm a, I'm a Believer. Uh, all of those even referenced in things like Shrek. But when you get to Head, it is the point at which they decided to move beyond what they were. And the basic concept that occurred was the studios were asking the monkeys to make a film, much like the Beatles were doing. And the Beatles were creating these films, Hard Day's Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour, and so on. And so they wanted something similar. So they gave it to Bob uh, Raffleson or Raffleson um, to come up with a concept for it, who was directing the Monkees television shows and then decided to ask a friend of his at the time who was an unknown actor. And he said, you know, hey, what would you do with this? And so they got together and I have to admit, at this point, we have to point out uh, drugs were involved in the creation of this film where no. they sat no. there. <laughs> <laughs> you um, <laughs> so they sat there smoking pot for a weekend with the monkeys talking about the concepts and they came up with a general idea of what they were going to do. Then... As they were building the script, this actor decided to create a film called Easy Rider, and Easy Rider just took off. This name, Jack Nicholson, suddenly became quite uh, well-known, and it was actually Jack Nicholson, Bob Rafelson, who created the film Head. And they wrote this during this weekend, bounced ideas off the monkeys, and came up with what we know today as the film it's certainly something that we don't see that often and i have to say that this is why i love it and it's very subversive is my uh general comment about it and it's subversive in a lot of ways it's subversive in its content in overturning the manufactured image of the monkeys in the way that films work in terms of storyline um, you don't see a lot of that now other than maybe Chris Nolan films. <laughs> you know, it's it's only just come back. Time loops. Sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's one of these things that really sits in the time that was made as well. So I think a modern criticism of it doesn't work. You have to look at it when it was made to really recognise the genuine... Uh, how would I say, unique aspects to it. Well, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot to unpack. And there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> but when you talk about being you know, sort of different and subversive and unique, even down to camera uh, film techniques that I don't know how they did it back then. 
It would have been oh. like easy, super easy. Now I can jump onto Final Cut and I can do some of those uh, photographic effects. But back then, it would have been done with negative. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say you've got to look at it when it was made, 1968, and it's a long time ago. And I have to say, at this point, it is better than any Beatles film by a hundredfold. The Beatles are better musicians. The Beatles are a better band, but Monkey's yeah, yeah. heads are uh, head, much head better. Has left, head has left like more of an impact on me than any like the Beatles films. I don't remember much of at all, and I've never thought to go back and revisit them. But there's something about head that is like it's so <laughs> out there, and there's still so much I forget <laughs> that like upon rewatching, it's like oh yep. That's because it's this series of seemingly unrelated things and each little piece is trying to say something and you don't sort of realise till towards the end that, like, everything is coming back around to you, even though you were told right at the beginning that this is what's going to happen. That's right. Monica, I, I feel you should have a response at this point because you've just watched it for the very first time. Yeah, I... um. I actually don't know a lot about the monkeys. I'd always just sort of, um, I guess, written them off as a manufactured version of the Beatles. Um, I didn't know quite what to expect when watching this movie, but um, I really, really liked the effects with sound. Um, I thought the visuals were really kind of fantastic in that sort of weird stream of consciousness kind of way. And how it all comes around, everything is quite cyclical by the end. Um, it actually ties it off quite neatly while messing with your brain at the same time <laughs> for a full hour and a half. <laughs> They're like little separate vignettes taking place. Um, very very yeah. odd, but I, I actually kind of really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like the first time I watched it, I remember just being like, the fuck why why am i watching this <laughs> and it's almost like i it's a mood it's, it's strange right? so i the weird thing about head is that if you give it a chance i kind of hated it until it finished and then i was like that was fucking genius because <laughs> like, it's, it's so odd it's so odd when you're watching it and you're kind of trying to the way you watch narrative cinema you're trying to be like okay what's the point what's the story and then when it all kind of comes back around in this big kind of package it's like ah okay hmm. cool <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a long con of a movie it just takes a it takes until the very end for it to have that aha moment where you suddenly realize it's not nonsense it's actually kind of brilliant <laughs> yeah it's a it's yeah. a twist ending dare i say <laughs> But not even, yes, sort of. Yeah, it's uh, one of those ones. Yeah, I guess you're right about the twist concept where you get to the end and you find yourself at the beginning. Um, you have all of these portents throughout the film telling you that that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's very, very self-reflective about the media conscious at the time in terms of the monkeys because if you look at the monkeys television series, it is these weird little 
adventures that they go on that are very surreal if you actually watch it. I've, I didn't watch much, much of the monkeys myself in terms of their television shows, but after I watched Ted, I went, oh, I better look at their television shows. And mm. I was very sorely disappointed. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see where Head is coming from in referencing their weird adventures that they have in the television series, bringing it in, but then subverting it massively, but subverting it beyond just the monkeys, but the manufactured concepts of what you're being fed at that time. And I'd say even today, it, it still stands oh, it, up. It still happens. It, 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 everything that they talk about is still playing out in the way that media is manufactured. It, mm. It's crazy. And it's just like a, a product of its time, but ahead of its time in a weird way. Oh, massively. Uh the the points at which it gets really philosophical, I think, is hard for people. Um, it, it's one of those things where they decided we're going to really, uh, I guess, bury down into philosophy as such. And the philosophy, though, is actually quite solid. And when you start looking at it, you look at how people work with social media these days and just accept their social media bubbles and what is the truth and what's being fed to them in a media sense and they just accept it as reality it's already talking about that a long time ago and um it, it yeah I, i'd say it's pure genius as a concept and film it's certainly not recognized as much as it should be in terms of uh, what it's subverting at the time, but also subverting now. I feel like it's almost um, forgotten in a way. Like I, I may have never heard of this movie had you not introduced me to it. I had never heard of this movie until you recommended it, Jason, for the podcast. So there's that too. Like it, is, it, is, it, is, it is absolutely a hidden gem. It is, and it's not one that is sort of like, I guess it's sort of like how many, how many people think about the monkeys anymore either, but, you know, I mean, it is one of those ones that is hard to come by as well. Yeah, in saying that as well, while I was watching it, it I made a couple of mental comparisons to a more recent film, which is a Beatles rock opera musical across the universe um it has the same sort of visual elements and it has those same sort of um societal commentaries particularly um around war and those sorts of stuff but looking at head i just feel it's done a lot more effectively because maybe it's just captured it at that right amount of time and they haven't tried to shove it into the sequential storytelling it, it doesn't need to do that it just takes these weird elements of like the cheerleading section, and then it goes into the like Vietnam War part, but it's played for laughs. Like there's no yeah, despite except the for that the one moment, except for that one yeah. moment where we get the live footage of them executing mm. supposed spy in Vietnam, and it, that's where I say it was totally subversive, and we've got to recognise the historical point of it, where those sort of things just never happened in film. They, they never showed that confronting imagery other than in the news. So mm. It, mm. it tanked as a film. Um, 
It wasn't what people were expecting, obviously. If you like the monkeys, this was not the monkeys as you know it. And um, it pretty much attacked everyone who loved what they were before. It may have appealed to people afterwards, but that is a complete overturn of the concept. And, you know, we've we've sort of lived through decades of this sort of stuff with Stock Aiken and Waterman in the 80s and it, it keeps going now. And mm. um, it's quite interesting how nothing really happens like that anymore that's in a commercial sense because no one will take that risk. No, there's too much risk yeah. and there's too much money involved. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. You look at the way that huge film corporations carefully manufacture their image and the content that they produce. There's no way they would even ever... The, even yeah. the image of stars, there were, like, stories up until, like, what, the 2000s and the 90s where certain actors couldn't play certain roles because it might damage their image and, mm. like, yeah. it, everything is so neatly put together. It's very compartmentalised, yeah. And, you know, and... like, the movie rips into the fans as well. <laughs> It does. Like it this does, is what you yeah. this is what you wanted. We're giving it to you while it's not enough. Like mm. it does sort of mock um, fandom in a way, mm. and it takes a bit of a cynical viewpoint of it, which I actually think is coming around again with the way that we ingest pop culture today. Um, fandom is just so engrossed with everything, given the advent of social media, and there's people starting to really buck against that. You know, with mm. Um, television shows having to rewrite their endings because fandoms have correctly guessed where it's going and it's created this dissonance with participation yeah absolutely and it's um i guess i think the, with where the, the as well mm. sorry go on no i was just going i guess where the artistic merit of something like head is where it actually destroyed the monkey's career because they were co so convinced with the conviction of what it was displaying, they decided that they're going to go with it. And it pretty much destroyed the monkeys as the commercial entity that it was afterwards. Well, and they, I think they were also in this oddly unique position where I think much later on when you get to things like the Spice Girls and stuff, people just accept that it's it's all produced and it's all fake. And, I mean, God, every rapper and stuff like that, it's like everything is so produced and it's like, I don't think, how many songs has Beyonce written? Mm. Like, it's all put together. The the And I think the monkeys were in this position where people sort of knew that it was, air quotes, fake. And it was like, oh, you know, they're not a real band. That like you know, the Simpsons even has that episode where it's like they don't even play their own instruments. And you've got this, this quite a talented group of guys who are, you know, are playing instruments and are singing songs. They're not writing all of them, and but people are like, oh, they're crap. And it's like in their shoes, it's like, well, stop buying the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the only reason they're in the position they are is because people keep feeding into it and then criticize them mm. <laughs> and the movie is like the whole thing feels like a nice big fuck you to that kind of logic absolutely mm. but um i have to point out at this point the music is the best monkeys music you get the pauper song is incredible <laughs> i i love the music um and i also loved um 
the scene where I have to say I don't know the names of all the songs. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're right. It's with um, it's this, um one of the vocalists, and he's constantly changing into that black and white suit. That's Daddy's that's song. That's Daddy's song. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I loved it. It's Harry Nilsson, that one. And you mm. can hear sort of like an original. They sort of produced it a little better, I guess, in that respect. And uh, just a bit of trivia there, that's Tony Basil dancing with him, you know, as oh. in, ah, Mickey, wanna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's actually Tony Basil who was uh, a dance choreographer for Disney or something like that. And, um, yeah, she did that piece with him for yeah. that. And, uh, yeah, Carol King yep. wrote wrote a number yep. of uh, pauper song and As We Go Along, which is pretty much my wake-up music. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Carol King. But then uh, Michael Nesmith, one of the monkeys, wrote uh, Circle Sky. That's that sort of protest song mm. where you get that weird, uh parallel of the fans and then the Vietnam War happening at the same time. Uh Peter Talk did Can You Dig It? That's sort of the Eastern belly dancer sequence. Yeah. Um but then there's uh Peter Talk also did Do I Have to Do This All Over Again, which is really, really pertinent to the actual film in that they just sort of go, you know, we're going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, it's it, it's outstanding in so many respects, not just the music, but um, the way that they they were willing to sacrifice, I guess, commercial success with their art. Um, the really great cameo, though, is Frank Zappa. Yes. Did you did you see where he was? <laughs> Uh, no, I did. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, he's, he, that's him on the, the horse awesome. coming up and going, Psst, but then also leading the cow out of it. Yes, I saw, yeah. Yeah, I saw the um, blink and you'll miss it, Jack Nicholson. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. did you, you missed one other. Oh, did I? Who Dennis else? Hopper. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he's in the cafe as well, isn't he? Like the, the, <laughs> yeah. the um, yep. diner yep. type thing. Yeah. Mm. And they, they don't look much different to their Easy Rider appearance mm. in the whole thing. And, um, yeah, it's sort of riding on this back of that whole 60s counter-revolution, if you want, called counter-culture mm. concepts. And, yeah, I sort of feel like it's a shame that it's still not happening in a lot of ways. I know it is, but nowhere at the degree that we're seeing here where people would take these financial risks to just go, no, nah, stuff it, we're going to make a point here. Mm. I and feel it like also, it, it's happening less and less. <laughs> it also makes a point of, um, I guess, to use the modern lingo, it's trying to make a point without coming across as um, woke as well. They're not doing it for social justice points. They're doing it because they absolutely believe in it, which is very admirable. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not the the appearance of being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not putting on a show of, I guess, righteousness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty much throwing yeah, themselves onto the stake, if you yeah. want, onto the onto the sword by doing this. And yeah, they. I guess they quite literally put their money where their mouth is, and um, if that means that it 
it means um, commercial failure, then so be it. Mm. Uh, I had another thing. Uh, yeah, um, Peter Carey, he's like the, I think he's the up and down, or I've forgotten what he's referenced as, but he's the one who's talking about the whole commercialization point and he's really over dramatic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually supposed to be in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah, and he's actually referenced by Quentin Tarantino uh, as being either in tribute to him or something like that. He was supposed to be one of the gangsters in Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Um, so there's another little side point to it. Of course, Quentin Tarantino knows about it. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Oh. Like, yeah, it's that yeah. like that that crossroad nexus of like crazy shit in the 60s that you yeah. know could have had a massive influence or kind of faded into almost obscurity. Mm. Yeah, the easy rider has become in terms of counterculture and um, its place, I guess, in like the, the film revolution. You know, yeah, which for, is for, another for, Jack for Easy Rider and for Mash, like those movies around this time, Dog Day yeah. Afternoon and stuff. Then yeah. this is kind of so good and saying so much, and but kind of forgotten about. I think because its fan base was different, and mm. we have to remember that the people who listened to the Monkeys prior to this. And the people who didn't listen to the monkeys prior to this. So if I look at it this way, the audience was the people who did listen to the monkeys who would have just gone, what the hell? Yeah. Then the people who didn't listen to the monkeys wouldn't have watched it. And mm, they're the yeah. ones who would have gone. Would yes. have enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really an odd fit into the film culture of especially American film culture. I have to point out, though, some of the amazing strengths of this film is the editing. It's just... Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's some of it's so... Phenomenal seamless. editing. Yeah. <laughs> that sequence, like Monica mentioned, the daddy songs, where it's, it's all done practically. It's literally two separate sets, two separate locations, uh, two locations, <laughs> two separate costumes where mm-hmm. you've got kind of a, a white suit, the black vest and kind of a black background and then the inverse of that. And mm-hmm. he's filmed this dance routine twice and it's literally cut together so the colours flip and it's yeah. very crazy when you watch it. It's stunning. Yeah, it's... Amazing, but it's also those transitions between scenes. It's what's carrying you through it. And it's it's a weird thing because really there is no plot to this film. I have to say this now. There is no plot other than the fact that the monkeys are trying to escape something. And that's it. That's the only thread through the whole thing. They're trapped back into this uh, delusion. (laughs) Yeah. The box, the big black box. The box. <laughs> yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> Turns out it's four American musicians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's like trying to explain it to somebody. You just don't. You just show them. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's not one that you could write something on the back of a video cover or. As a synopsis of the film, there is no synopsis. It 
if anything, I'd say it's a trip. And it's a trip in the head in terms of uh, conceptual, experiential trip where it, it it's really potent if you've seen the monkeys before, but it works regardless. Mm. Yeah, I think if you're aware of media and how things are made and things are produced and things are put together, the way news is done, it's like, as long as you've got a, a, an understanding of those constructs, I feel like there's something in this movie you're going to enjoy. Mm. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, certainly, yeah, as you were saying, not so much a plot as there is a point. Yes. Yeah. Which sometimes that's re refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the grooviest video clips you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monica, we kind of throw you in the deep end with this because, like I said, I've seen this. This is probably the fourth time, I think. Jason said it a few times. Yeah. What did you like? Like throughout, you, you, we, I watched your face go on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help that my face does the face that it does. It's um, fantastic. <laughs> it was very emotive, and then it looked like you died for a little bit, and then you came back to life. <laughs> oh yeah! Look, this film took me through all the motions. I have to say, um, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, and um, I'm so pleasantly surprised at how much of a response I had to this film. Th thank you, Jason. I thought this was great. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. And anyone who watches it, you're welcome. Yeah, I would. <laughs> One of those movies, yeah. like, after after I saw it, I was like, I need to find somebody else. I can just make them watch it and I can watch them watch the movie. <laughs> I know at least six people I'm going to say, you need to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let me know what you think. Just let me know what you think. <laughs> just, just give it a go. It, just go in blind no expectations just take it for what it is and enjoy <laughs> so uh, i feel we haven't let you put a lot into this at this point because we've we've had the uh i guess ability to have seen it before and time it's, to it's think very about it. yeah so we've, it is, we've been able to reflect on it unpacked. yeah oh look this is probably a film that i watch again definitely um just so i can ponder on it a little bit more i understand the point of the movie i really do and i can definitely appreciate the visuals the sound i loved the music so as a first time viewer i yeah i'm, I'm immediately hooked i'm on board <laughs> it's definitely i think the more you watch it the more rewarding it is in terms of when you start to get the flow of it and the, the comeback yeah definitely i think maybe on a second viewing i would be more prepared for those transitions. <laughs> there's the transitions, but there's also the references and the portents throughout it that yeah. you just, yeah. you may when you watch the, it the, the second the time, you just got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, was written, that was written by Bob Raffleson and uh, Jack Nicholson. That, yeah, I, I that feel like ditty was, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there was so much going on that I probably wouldn't have, I couldn't have paid attention to, maybe a lot of the portents that was happening in the dialogue. <laughs> so because I was so focused on like the sound and the look, which I had such a huge reaction to first. So I just went with it that way. So maybe in a second being, I'll pay a little bit more attention so I can make those connections a lot quicker. Hmm. Yeah, I, look, there's, there's a lot of other 
subversive points to it in terms of race and that with the white cop, the black soldiers. Mm. There's the Native Americans. Yeah, there's just so much. And then the vox popping that happens in the middle of it, you know, where they they grab Mm. all these little pieces from people on the street answering questions about whacking their kids and, you know, thrashing people. And it's just so uh, poignant in those respects, especially when you compare it to lots of screaming girls at the monkeys <laughs> as a manufactured yeah. image. And it, it just it, it has all these weird juxtapositions that uh, really subvert what we normally see. And I don't think I've ever seen anything that even vaguely touches upon that since. Uh, the closest I can think is possibly Oliver Stone type films and things like that natural where he plays killers. with the media. Yeah, yeah. That's Natural Born Killers is one of the closest that's I can probably think the in most, terms of... it uses all those different film techniques from like sitcom to news to Exactly, exactly. But this is <laughs> a long time <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah. A long time before. Even the um anti product placement um, not that product placement was a thing maybe back in 1968, but with blowing up the Coca-Cola vending machine, you know, <laughs> you, you would never ever um, deign to do that today. Yeah, you know, no, because awesome. they, they, they'd be sponsoring the film and offering you quite a lot of money. <laughs> it's all empty, though. It is it empty, 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 that subliminal little frames that you see throughout mm. it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's an amazing Don't lend money piece to of art. Sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just a bizarre, surreal thing, I have to say. It's, <laughs> I, I don't think there's much meaning behind that. That's just, like, playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Yeah, uh, it's so much in it. Um, yeah. I don't think we could unpack it without destroying it. It would be my way of describing that. Um, I wouldn't want to describe it in too much detail just because you have to experience it to really yeah, enjoy it. Would, it would be a disservice if you're listening to this mm. and haven't seen it fast to describe yeah. the, the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle with these sort of little mini adventures within the adventure. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, really gotta watch yeah. it. I would, ins- yeah, I would instead encourage people to give it a go. Um, be a first-time viewer like me; it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Trip on. <laughs> <laughs> cool head with the monkeys. It's a, it's an experience, and it's so Thank much you. worth it. <laughs> it mm. is a, is a valuable one. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Pop Culture is produced by and reported by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for The Head, and the song at the end was Daddy's Song from the movie Head. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod. 
on Twitter at PopCultureAU, and we're also available on Instagram. Man.